Hello folks and welcome to the Real Appeal Podcast. I'm your host Mark Salcedo. Uh, that catchy tune, if you guys either forgot or completely unaware, that is the original uh, ending theme song for Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Classic. Man, I used to love listening to that shit when I was little. I didn't care how ridiculous it was, but it was mm-hmm. great. Um, alongside me, I have my co-host. Kelsey Loisel. I almost thought you were going to forget again. Oh, no. Yeah, right, like last time. Or two times before, sorry. Uh, so if you guys are listening, uh, this is the Act 3 of our Star Wars special. We're actually merging our normal episode with our bonus. So yeah. we're just going to do Star Wars. Yeah, we're just going to pretty much talk about Star Wars this entire episode. Uh Just to kind of give you guys... Uh, well, before we give you a little... The, uh, the layout of what's going to happen. Um, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, the Real Appeal on all all those formats. Uh, it's Real, R-E-E-L, in case you guys get confused. Or you can contact us at uh, therealappeal at uh, gmail.com. Uh, oh, please, give us, uh, give us those five-star reviews. We love them. They are delicious. That's why Mark tells you he loves you after every episode. Mm-hmm. You, so you that found me you're out. like, oh my God, you love me. You found me out. So, you know, like, I have to rate you. Yeah, I'm trying to get something out of this 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 kind of like back and forth relationship we have with our with our audience. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so what we're going to do um, for this episode is that we are going to actually, <sighs> we're going to go over um, Revenge of the Sith and we're going to go over Return of the Jedi. Um, then after that, we are going to give you guys a heads up because from there we are going to jump into uh, the latest and the final and the Skywalker saga, um, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Um, just to give you guys a heads up, I'll also put it in the show notes, but we are going to just, once we get in that text, it's right into that section, we're just going to be doing spoilers. It's all over because it's kind of hard to really talk about this movie without really actually talking about the movie. Yeah. So, so with that, uh, let's go ahead and then break down uh, Revenge of the Sith and Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Kelsey. Oh, actually, hold up. I got a story. I got a story I want to share with you guys about oh, yeah, Revenge yeah, yeah. of the Sith. I got a, uh, um, a couple of specials we've, a couple of these specials we've talked about. Oh, I've talked about a, a story that's related to Star Wars and my experience with them and all this kind of stuff. Um, Revenge of the Sith is actually kind of a funny but yet fucked up story. Um, so Revenge of the Sith was coming out, uh, in theaters. I had purchased my, uh, my, uh, midnight screening ticket. Uh, it was me and this girl I was dating who shall remain nameless. Um, so we went to the theater at midnight, but it was midnight that led into Thursday and come to find out it, we were on the wrong day. Like, it wasn't supposed to be until, like, midnight Thursday. Thursday go, yeah, yeah, going into Friday. So the person at the <laughs> at the door was like, um, no, that's tomorrow. We're like, oh, shit. All right, <laughs> so we went home, whatever. And so on the actual, uh, the midnight showing, uh, there was a large crowd there. Star Wars fans, they're wearing their Jedi robes, their Sith robes. You know, we got uh, 
Princess Leia cosplay. We got Han Solo cosplay. We got lightsabers and everything. And I walked in. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm with my crowd. I'm with my people. Star Wars fans. Fuck yeah. They're, you know, even though um, Attack of the Clones and The Phantom Menace wasn't doing so well, I was still kind of stoked because this is supposed to be the conclusion. This is where we see Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi duking it out. Still hyped for it. So we get inside. And uh, my girlfriend and I sit down in a the theater. We get our seats. And kind of kind of just enjoying the crowd and whatever. And then the lights uh, go down and the crowd starts cheering. Mm-hmm. And I start cheering as well, thinking, fuck yeah, this is fucking awesome. I'm like screaming, clapping, feeling fucking awesome. <sighs> then my girlfriend looks at me, tells me don't do that and not to embarrass her. <laughs> And just like says, like, you don't want to be, why are you trying to be like these people? Why are you trying to fit with them, whatever? And I was like, oh, uh, okay. Is that why you don't clap? Like, I rarely see you clap. At a movie theater? Yeah. Like, other uh, people are clapping. Like, mm. even when there's like a interview or something mm. that's going on after, mm. like, you're not, you don't clap. I do clap, but not like, not like ferociously or anything like well, that. Well, obviously, but I mean. No, if I if I really feel like the film deserves a clap, I'll clap. Did didn't we clap at Parasite? Oh, we did. Yeah, like see, like that that deserves it. That uh, deserved a clap. But yeah, I, I do. I mean, I'm not one of those people who just like gay. <laughs> I'm not like that. Um, and then the funny thing was, uh, sometime later when Michael Bay's uh, Transformer film came out, it was the first one. Uh, we went to go see that, and while she was watching that, she was going buck wild screaming oh my god this is the greatest movie ever in a theater just at like a two o'clock in the afternoon showing on a fucking saturday or some shit she's just like screaming clapping her hands just being all ridiculous acting the way how i would have acted at that night and i was just looking at her like yeah i don't fucking like you right now (laughs) (laughs) so thankfully uh we're no longer together that's my personal star wars story (laughs) I got a thousand of them, but I, I, that one seems to stick out the most mm-hmm. with Revisions of Sith. So um, let's go ahead and talk about uh, 2005's uh, Star Wars Revisions of the Sith. And uh, what was it? 1980, I think it's 1985. It's Return of the Jedi. I have the dates wrong here. So Kelsey, you... Uh, I know you saw Return of the Jedi a while ago, like sometime last year, right? Yeah. Um, but this time, like we, act, you actually watched it to kind of like really get a like a critical eye at it. Mm-hmm. 1983, sorry, Return of the Jedi was 1983. <sighs> Before we go into Revenge of the Sith, what did you think of Return of the Jedi? Um, I don't know. <laughs> thinking, you know what? Thinking. Yeah, I was thinking. Sorry, dead uh, air. Um, you know, it was good, but I found it kind of cheesy in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Like. I don't like it when, and I don't know if it's like an 80s thing or what. Uh-huh. Those were real people in all those little suits, right? The yeah. Ewoks? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just did not, I could not get behind those characters. I don't like, I don't like characters that are made. Mm-hmm. They don't communicate well, and they're kind of weird and funny and cute or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like the main focus of the movie almost. And they have to be like little people in in the suits. Yeah, it's like like a theme. Like 
you couldn't have done something cooler. You had to do it almost. This actually came into my mind. Okay. It almost felt like the movie Hook. Really? But retold in a Star Wars fashion. Okay. I, I'm a little I'm a little fuzzy on on Hook. I only saw the movie I think twice or something. Well, okay. Just to give you a short synopsis of Hook and how that goes. Mm-hmm. Peter Pan leaves Never Neverland and becomes an adult and has children. Yeah, he becomes Robin Williams. Hook steals uh, Peter Pan's son mm. and takes him to his ship and starts to make him forget about his family and different things. Okay. So Peter Pan has to go back to Never Neverland to try and get his son back after he, because he had even forgotten that he used to be there. So after he finally remembers, yeah, uh, he goes over there. But he doesn't know how to do certain things that he used to be able to do. Um, And there's like all these little kids around and they're like the Ewoks to me. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're like, I don't know, they are disappointed. He doesn't remember. Or there's like a scene where they're making food. They're eating imaginary food, but that's their actual food. And he's like, it only works if everyone believes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. And, like, all the food was, like, different colors, right? Like, blue and yellow and red or some shit. Yeah. Like, I remember they being weird out by that. Yeah. They're strangely hungry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, it's, like, to me, the Ewoks, like, because they're, they're holding C-3PO up like a god the way the kids did in Never Neverland. Oh, uh, okay. How they held and, up, what, Rufio? Um, no, Peter Pan at the end. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I gotcha, gotcha. You know, and then um, they're just, like... I don't know, they're always there, and you're just like, like, can we get away from the kids? Can we get away from the Ewoks, please? Mm. Like, it just... So then, you know, there's a battle with Hook and everything, too. So, I don't know, it's just, to me, they're really similar in, in the most annoying ways. Oh, okay, I gotcha. I mean, there's even kids swinging off of vines and shit, and then there's Chewie yeah. doing the Tarzan yell. Yeah, that that movie was... that. I, I think George Lucas really saw the value of Star Wars and being like something for kids. So he was like, "We're gonna we're gonna do Ewoks now," you know, and he like include included that. Like, there's even a there's a rumor that went around that um, well, it's not a rumor. I think it's actual fact that um, Harrison Ford wanted to die. He wanted his character not in real life, but Harrison Ford wanted uh, Han Solo to die, and George Lucas was like, "No." Because you're gonna, because we're gonna make toys out of you, and nobody wants to play the dead guy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's something like that. But yeah, Return of the Jedi is very kiddish. Um, I remember watching that one a lot too growing up. But I just, I think I just, I, I still kind of do like it. Uh, I didn't hate it though. Like mm-hmm. even though I didn't love it, love it, I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think when they're trying to enter the back entrance of that one area the base the where the the energy from the death star or from yeah. the protective field yeah yeah that scene went on forever they could not get in there with the help of r2d2 they couldn't get in there at all mm-hmm. I, I can yeah and then all of a sudden they're captured like okay yeah, that's cool. true that's true um okay so what what's 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 your take on on revenge of the sith 
uh, I don't know. I, I kind of thought that it was kind of dumb. <laughs> okay. Do you think it's at least? Do you think it's a, it's at least better than the uh, the two previous movies? Was it better? I think it took itself more seriously. Mm, yeah. Okay. I'm not sure that it was better. Okay. But I think it took itself more seriously. Um, I think they wanted you to get the weight of what was going on with Anakin. Yeah. Um. I just kind of. The way he w- was like, oh, I'm going to be on the dark side now. Padme's totally going to be... Oh, uh, yeah. She's going to go with it. She's going to be fine. And then... Yeah. She, I'm going to kill these younglings. Yeah. She's going to be totally fine with this. <laughs> and then he, she comes and finds him and he, like, chokes her. Mm. And then he's, like, ing- he, like, throws her away. Okay. <laughs> so then he finds out that she has a baby and... You know, the reason why she died was because of him. And he's like, what? No, she was alive when I left. What? Yeah, that whole death scene was like, because I remember, a because I rewatched it myself. And I remember a robot had said something, one of the droids had said something like, um, she's in perfect health. She just lost her will to live. Yeah. And then she dies. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> she lost her. You know, we're like, I don't know, in some far off future. What do you mean she has her lost her will? Like, puts an air tube in her. <laughs> it, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, and I don't know about anybody else, but I understand that some women value the love of a man more than they do their children. Mm-hmm. But having been a senator, mm-hmm. you would think that she has some, like, something in her that's like, okay, this is not the end of the world. I have mm-hmm. a life ahead of me. Mm-hmm. I have a life ahead of me, like. Yeah, I have to take care of these children. I have these children. I have. I maybe I can still. I mean, no, the sen- She can't be a senator anymore. Cause yeah, but, that, I mean, but, she, I'm, but yeah, she was like a queen. She was a senator. She still. She, she still could be har- a rebel. She could be something. Yeah, she and she's still seen as high regard as like somebody who's like an influence on uh, people. Yeah. But they're just like no, no. She just you know she's Anakin's. Uh, she's Anakin's baby maker. <laughs> Which it's that's irritating. That's like this would totally fail the Bechdel test. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like, this man that is like a man child uh, is like, the you, most important thing in my life right now, uh, and I will die without this man baby. Yeah, as as you said in our last special, uh, he's an incel. Yeah, <laughs> he has become an incel. Okay, so yeah, my my take on Revenge of the Sith is. It's it still is a bad movie. It it is actually the best out of like one and two. One and two, I can't. One and two is a hard thing to get through. I can't. It's very hard for me to get through one and two. Part three, I Revenge of the Sith. I can at least kind of really start seeing like where we're going, where we're going to be ending. We're going to see that climactic battle and all that kind of stuff. Even though that ending battle is still kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like they're like essentially hoverboarding around lava. And like striking each other with the lightsabers and stuff. Um, I do, however, I do like the last maybe about five to ten minutes of the movie where Anakin becomes Darth Vader, where he is now, they're now looking upon the creation of the Death Star. Mm-hmm. You know, Obi Wan is, is leaving these kids to be protected and going into exile. Like, it still is. I good. do like that part. And they even really did the makeup 
really well. Like, I remember you telling me how the dark side physically changes people, and mm. I had no idea what the fuck you were talking about because mm. they only seem to do it in this movie. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was only obvious in this mm. movie. Well, yeah, I mean, but you can see, like, how Annika's eyes were essentially changing. Yeah, but those are, like, eyes. It's not like you mm. look disfigured, like how Senator Palpatine did or mm. how uh, Anakin really was. Yeah, or Darth Maul, the way how he looked. Yeah. Um, well, he just looked like a demon. I think he was just an <laughs> alien. Yeah, I mean, well, like, I mean, in, in Star Wars lore, they it, it's believed that the dark side, it's, it, it eats away at your body. And that's why you bought that. That's why you hear like a lot of jokes how uh, the Trump administration there are filled with the dark side because if you see like people how they used to look, they just look continuously horrible. Mm-hmm. The longer they stand, like Kellyanne Conway and stuff like that. Oh yeah, like all that, all that kind of stuff. But like it's that, that's that's why there's a running joke on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than the the ridiculous no that happens from Darth <laughs> Vader, I I actually do like the last ten minutes of. Of Revenge of the Sith. Because we're like, cool. This is like all the heartbreak. This is all the drama that I've been wanting. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, so you think you can go a little bit more of maybe what did you like from both these movies? Yeah. Um, we actually kind of talked about it right now for <laughs> yeah, Revenge yeah. of the Sith. Yeah. The ending was pretty good besides how Padme dies. Yeah, that's really some bullshit. That's a bullshit ass way to go. Irritating. Um... After watching, like, I love the actor so much. Um, the one who played Organa. Um, not Natalie Portman? No. Oh, Jimmy Smith. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like him a lot. Yeah, and that dude's a legit actor. He almost seems like he wants to be a father figure to Padme. Mm-hmm. And then he ends up with this baby, and I really want um, Leia's backstory. Like as yeah, a child. that'd be dope if they did like a like if they did a series of like I don't want to say necessarily of Leia, but of Jimmy Smith's character and mm-hmm. how he was trying to keep um, Alderaan together. Yeah, during like the Republic, you know, taking over all these planets. So I think that'd be a really that'd be like a really good like kind of like political story. It would be great. Yeah, um, we should totally write that. That'd be probably better than Rise of Skywalker. Just guy give you guys a hint what's how we're gonna talk about that movie. But sorry, go on, go on. Um, he, I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. I like how they separated the babies or whatever. Yeah. Even though that's kind of heartbreaking because you never want to separate like siblings. Children, yeah. Um, and I really liked how uh, how stupid Joel Edger- Edgerton looked at the. I remember you you sent me that text. You're like, Joe Edgerton's in this movie? I was like, yeah, he's like in it in Attack of the Clones. You're like, yeah, but it's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, but it. this is funny. <laughs> yeah, he looks just, like, he's like, don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. Like, this look on his face is like, oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> as, as, uh, as the actress who holds uh, a young Luke, he's like, oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> That's funny. Um... Yeah, the ending was good on um, Revenge of the Sith. And uh, for Return of the Jedi, Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. I get them so mixed up, I have to read it. I to know. Sure. Sometimes I'm just like, wait, am I talking about New Hope or Force Awakens? I'm just like going all over the place. Um, For Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. 
Let me tell you how ridiculous I thought it was how all of a sudden Luke was like, oh, yeah, Leia's my sister. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew that Search all along. Search your feelings. Whoa. Well, like, well, well uh, what's his name? Um, what's his name tells him? Yoda. Yeah, yeah, Yoda does eventually tell him. I know. Him. But that, that is kind of... But that he is, doesn't it, tell him. He's like, search your feelings. You have yeah. a sister. Search your feelings. He's like, Leia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is kind of funny, yeah. Um, But other than that, I do like... Uh, Luke's journey. I absolutely have to agree with you. Just off of that, I love that part. Luke's journey. Luke's journey is great. Like, yeah, he's he knows he has to return to Yoda. Mm. All these things. Like, he's just there's no seagull song in this one. <laughs> God, <it's> seagull song. <laughs> Y'all need to really listen to last our last special. Um, that seagull song. How he kind of um, goes back. He goes back and sees people that were that he's been with previously, trying to keep promises. But he's also moving forward in a way where he's forced to accept the fact that he is Darth Vader's son mm-hmm. and that he has a sister, mm-hmm. and um, that he could be like he could be the key to saving the galaxy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He his and it's organic. It's not. Doesn't really seem forced, except for the whole "oh yeah, Leia is my sister" part. Yeah, when I was um, what uh, and when I was kind of like replaying this movie before even rewatching Return of the Jedi, the one thing I kept coming back to was the scenes between Luke and Leia, or Luke and Darth, or even Luke and the Emperor. Mm-hmm. I really like that dialogue between the two because the Emperor is like trying to convince him, like you know, this is the end. Like you are the son of Anakin Skywalker, you are destined to to become on the dark side as well Mm -hmm. and how he like struggles with that because he knows his heritage now he's like holy shit i come from evil and i have to fight against that yeah you know he like it's a it's a really great trial of uh what's it called like i guess a mental trial to be like am i better am i better am i as good as i think i am hey also i like how um because vader does kind of realize he cares for his son at the end. Yeah, when he finally, like, oh, yeah, he's my son. Yeah, and yeah. so Luke, to me, I I thought I found it really touching. Like, mm-hmm. I guess nowadays most people wouldn't be inclined to be like, oh, yeah, that's my father after all. He did turn at the end. Mm-hmm. Let me, like, try to have some sort of funeral for him or yeah, something. Yeah, respect for him, yeah. Like, most people would be like, nah, fuck that guy. Yeah, that dude, that dude Space Hitler. Fuck him. Yeah, he, he cut off my fucking hand. <laughs> yeah, that's a deal breaker right there. <laughs> cut off my hand, you're out of the will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it was touching, I think, that mm. they had that moment at least towards the end. Okay. Um, since we're kind of talking about what we liked about the film and we're kind of exploring the idea of these movies, what do you think is the main idea for Revenge of the Sith and refer and Return of the Jedi? You know, separately, what do you think was be the what was the main idea they were trying to convey? Return of the Sith uh, Return of the Sith. Jesus. <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> return of the Empire strikes no, New Hope. <laughs> return of the Sith is the rise of Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Revenge of the Sith. I think it that one's um, more about finding who you are, I guess. Mm, okay. That one, 
Is it more about finding who you are? No. No, that that's definitely the other one. Yeah, it's definitely Return of the Jedi. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, Revenge of the Sith is uh, about... I honestly don't fucking know. All right, I'll go ahead first then. Okay, <laughs> I honestly think Revenge of the Sith is... I, on a whole, it's about... Uh, what's it called? Totali- totalitarianism? I think so. Totalitarianism. Yeah, I think that is the, the main idea of Revenge of the Sith. And actually... Maybe about manipulation as well, being manipulated. Because throughout the course of the movie, you know, um, Senator Palpatine is really manipulating Anakin Skywalker real badly. Like, he's like twisting his feelings around, and he's, he can tell that um, he's just, he can tell that Anakin is just, it's angry and hurt because the Jedi Council won't make him like an official Jedi Master. You know, and he wants to save Padme's life. Granted, like, it, his heart, uh, Anakin's heart was in the right place. Because that's the, that's the thing you want to do. If you have a loved one, you you don't want to see them die. You know, oh, I can now remember. It's also, it's, it's here, this was what's more about, it's about denial. It's a straight about denial. Anakin denies that he cannot save everyone. He couldn't save his mother. And he couldn't save... Everybody in the Padme. battle, he couldn't save Padme. Um, fuck, he couldn't even save himself, and it's because he could not, he could not get past, he couldn't get past deny, he couldn't deny, he couldn't see that he was just denying himself of just seeing the truth. And it even kind of goes in the scope of Revenge of the Sith because the Jedi did, they kept denying that the Sith was around, the Sith can't be around, the Sith have been gone for eons or whatever, but they denied the fact that the Sith were coming. I actually think it's about cutting your losses. Mm, okay. Like, you've tried... <laughs> cutting your losses, like how, how Obi-Wan cut up Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Like, okay, it's almost like if you can't beat him, join him. But in this mm. case, it's like if you can't beat him... Like, if you can't join him, if you can't, if you can't make them join you, then mm. kill them. Kill them. You yeah. know? <laughs> Especially like those younglings. Kill those younglings. They didn't join you. Yeah. Um... That's how it is for um, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm, okay. Um, they tried so hard. It's almost like if Anakin was like um, an allegory for a family member with addiction. Okay. Because he looks like he's on something at the end, the way they did his makeup. He oh, looks okay. so fucking tired and like yeah, sweaty and shit. And they've been trying to get him away from Palpatine. Palpatine. Yeah. And like he just couldn't stay away. Mm-hmm. And towards the end, they're like, okay, we've lost him. Like we just yeah. we can't do anything with him anymore. We've tried. Mm-hmm. We either need to save ourselves. Or be killed by this guy. Yeah, even Obi-Wan gets to that point. He like He's like, I want to save you. Like, you know, I care about you. And he says, he. I think it's always funny when Anakin says, if you do not join me, then you are against me. Which is a very, like, George Bush, George W. Bush line. Yeah. That he said in one of his, uh, one of his speeches. Um, but yeah, even he just, he eventually goes like, I have to kill him. Like he even tells Padme, he's like, he's the greatest threat now. I have to fucking kill this kid who was like my brother. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I can see the cutting losses kind of thing. Yeah. You know, so. 
Um, yeah, and then Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, what did I say for the other one that I meant for this one? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> you expect me to remember that? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's about finding. Oh, about finding who you are. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Like even though he knows. He thinks he knows who he is and finds out about his family. Like Anakin was actually on the good side when he was conceived and then mm-hmm. barely turning as he was born. So Yeah, I got you. He I it kinda of makes me sad no one told him that because then he's like, Oh, I'm am I good or am I bad? Yeah. You know, and he uh he finds out about his sister, and I think he finally accepts the fact that even though his father is the way he is, he doesn't have to choose that. Mm-hmm. So um, he even tries to save his father. Yeah. Like that was the reason why he—that's the reason why he turned himself in. And he kept saying, "Like I can feel the conflict inside you. Yeah, like, you go—you can't come back." Yeah, yeah. I um, I have to agree with you about Return, Return of the Jedi. Um, it is really about like accepting who you are, accepting. Kind of like it's not accepting your faith, but accepting that you come from this line of, you know, of like this long lineage, not long lineage, but this long, this life of like that essentially was born in hate. Mm-hmm. Um, to kind of go into like a little bit of the, the Star Wars lore, um, there is an illustration of, of what's her name? Simi, who is Anakin Skywalker's mother, how she conceived uh anakin and it's it is emperor Palpatine who was known as darcidius he like he like manipulates metachlorines to actually form a child and that's anakin skywalker and that's why in the prequels they say he has the highest metachlorian uh, dry heave he has the highest metachlorians and he's ever seen because he's essentially like all metachlorians Mm -hmm. but he was essentially created out of hate and luke has to like kind of fight that and then kind of like realize who he is as a jedi or as a person and then that's how he can like be able to heal mm-hmm. uh because even an empire he he had he had anger in him you know because he wanted to defeat darth vader and save his sister and i would even go as far as to say how leia accepts the fact that like okay this is who i am this is i come from the force yeah you know han's like okay i'm no longer just like a smuggler i'm a, like a soldier of this war yeah so yeah that's how i feel about that's I, that's how I feel about Return of the Jedi. That's what they're trying to say. Or Good. yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think has been done better? Um, why can't is everything not a good answer? That's a good. That's a great answer. <laughs> that's a great answer. You refer, are you referring to Return or, or Revenge? Revenge. Okay, <laughs> everything could have been done better. <laughs> <laughs> no, Revenge of the Sith. Um, they could have, first of all, named that better. Uh, yes. For anybody who does not know, and I, I did tell Kelsey this when we were watching Revenge of the Sith, um, it had been long rumored that Revenge of the Sith was going to be called the birth uh, birth of an empire, or birth of the empire, which I think sounds a lot more dread into it. So I don't know why they did not stick with that, or why didn't George Lucas go like, yeah, that's a great idea. Well, here's that. Yeah. Um, I didn't really like how the um the manipulations went mm-hmm. because 
Anakin is still basically a man child. Like, oh, I'm not a Jedi master. Like, bitch, you got accepted into <laughs> the fucking council. <laughs> like that, bitch. <laughs> like, come on, like. Yeah, like, like they're telling him, like they're pretty much telling him, like you can't be a Jedi council, like. Nigga, just take your time, homie. Yeah. Like, you can like, do it. That's like hiring, like, an 18-year-old intern, mm-hmm. and that that kid's, like, not happy to be where he is because he wants to be an executive already. Yeah, you gotta, like, take the steps. And granted, like, granted, Anakin was taking these steps, but he obviously was not taking all the steps. <laughs> he wasn't taking all the steps. He wasn't adhering to the Jedi way because mm-hmm. of Padme. Yeah. Um, and, and also, like, slaughtering all those sand people and attacking the clones. Yeah. yeah. And and then every time um, Palpatine, mm-hmm. sometimes I don't know whether to call him Palpatine or Darth Sidious. You could either or. Um, wants to, like, manipulate him a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. it's all bullshit that he tells him, and some of it's kind of... Not something anyone would believe, let alone, mm. like, I just feel like it was too easy. Mm, okay. Like, it wasn't something that they could, they could have made it better. It was real cheesy. Like, the conflict wasn't as it, better it, it thought It wasn't out. genuine. It didn't feel yeah. genuine. It was just like, oh, I'm going to sit you down and tell you all of these lies that are obvious lies. Mm, but you're too stupid. Yeah. Yeah, I could get. I totally get that. Like maybe if like they had given it, um, I don't know. Maybe if they got like an older actor. I don't. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's the age difference. I think it's the writing. It's not oh, the yeah, age the difference. Too. It's the writing. Yeah. And um, if they if they had a little bit more of Anakin trying to trust the Jedi and maybe the Jedi betraying his trust in a way like not mm-hmm. really betraying him but doing something that he would see as betrayal because he mm. doesn't understand other than i'm not a jedi master yeah absolutely yeah because he kept he kept spouting off like the jedi betrayed and the jedi betrayed and be like when yeah um they would it would have been more earned i think yeah gotcha uh, do you think they could have fixed well <laughs> I'm, uh, of course, there are ways they, they could have fixed Return of the Jedi, but what, what ways do you think they could have fixed it? Uh, don't use Ewoks. Oh, man. I actually kind of like the Ewoks. I don't like them. I, um, I'm not going to lie. I used to hate the Ewoks growing up, but after dealing with Jar Jar Binks, yeah, just Ewoks, I'm good with Ewoks. <laughs> <laughs> and and to quote to quote Simon Pegg's character, Tim Baisley, um, Jar Jar makes the Ewoks look like fucking Shaft. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's uh revenge of the sith doesn't use judge or banks that's one thing they did right you do see him like a split second though but like he's not talking at all yeah um i don't like the ewoks i don't like how long that scene is where they're trying to break into the um the, the station right yeah mm-hmm. where they're chill generators yeah yeah um there's a point where Chewie is like swinging off a vine and is the fucking Tarzan yell. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Does Tarzan even exist in the future? No. Like. I mean, that's why that's why Chewie's the first one to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know. I think. I think. 
It was uh, mediocre. What, Return of the Jedi? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people, they call Return of the Jedi as like the third, like the least favorite out of the trilogy. There are people who like, I think there was somebody who I met who said they like Return of the Jedi more than Empire. Um, they didn't go into detail, but at the time, my 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 young mind was like, "What? What are you talking about?" You know. But <laughs> I mean, I'm even kind of, I've I've kind of leaned to the way of like, "All right, I do like Return of the Jedi." I like, mean, there's like more a lot of action mm-hmm. there. I think there's a lot going on, yeah. so I could see why someone might like it a lot if that's the way you're more inclined to like a movie is if it has a lot of action in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of like family drama, I guess. Yeah, I really like the dynamic that is in uh, Return of the Jedi between Han, Luke, and Leia. Like we got to really see them like together again. Yeah. Um. Uh, I don't know because it seemed like it seemed like they were really. I won't say they were bouncing off each other, but you can get you can understand that like, are these people have been at war and they've gone like a bond with each other. Mm-hmm. That that was great. Um, Leia and Han are actually in a relationship now. It seems yeah, like they're but, more accepting of each other in that way. Mm-hmm. They're not fighting it, mm-hmm. but it's still new because he's jealous of Luke. Yeah, that that part kind of bugged me a little bit because because it's like in a way it's just like it's Han's been chasing Leia throughout Empire. Mm-hmm. Now he has her like to the point where like Leia rescues him from Jabba the Hutt's um, uh, his, Carbonite. Yeah, if we get him out of Carbonite. But still he's like, you know, even like even like when he's taken out of Carbonite and he's blinded and everything, he's like, who's there? And like Leia pops off the helmet. She's like, somebody who loves you. That should be like it. But yet he's still kind of like, oh, I know you still like Luke. Like, yo, dude, she just saved you and told you she loves you. Like, what more do you need? <laughs> well, I mean, but it works out in the end. I think because for him, all that time didn't pass. Oh yeah, like it was maybe it, like it might have felt like a split second. Yeah. Okay, I can totally see that. Yeah. Uh, do you? Okay, so what would you have an idea of who was who would be the main who was the main or hidden focus in the Return and Revenge? Revenge of the Sith. The mm. main focus would be Anakin. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that because that's definitely his story of how he becomes Darth Vader mm-hmm. and what he goes through, even though it's manufactured. Yeah, um, to try and get, you know, to get to the other side. Yeah. Um, the hidden focus, I think, is Obi Wan. Oh, good. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Because not only is he struggling with the fact that Anakin is turning. Mm-hmm. He um, also now has the almost burden of making sure these children are safe. Yeah. After Padme dies too, because he he also cared for her, not the way, not in like a lover kind of way, but and then like a mutual respect kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I have to agree with that on all fronts with Anakin and uh, and Obi Wan. I actually feel more. I actually feel a bit more sad for Obi Wan. Um. Because Obi Wan essentially he 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 has to re- he has to realize that like everybody who he's ever known who's part of the Jedi Council or even just Jedi's they're all dead they're being like annihilated he has like he doesn't have the power to stop it not just that but Qui Gon died mm-hmm. he couldn't save him yeah 
Then he was trying to train Anakin, which originally was against his wishes because he didn't want to do that. Yeah, and he's he like... even warned Qui-Gon, no. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, the Jedi Council is like, yeah, train him. Yeah, and then, so. like, he's kind of like... He's kind of had a hand into what happened. Because if he never trained Anakin, maybe Anakin would have never gotten to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe they would have, I don't know, been better equipped to prepare for this, you know? And now he's just like, holy shit, I brought this boy into, like, my home, and he fucking burned it down. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, what'd you think about uh, uh, Return of the Jedi? Return of the Jedi is Luke. Absolutely, yes. Luke finding out who he is, mm-hmm. um, who his family is, and how he relates, or who he is in, in relation to them. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think the hidden focus the hidden focus is Darth. You can almost kind of feel like he has some hesitation almost throughout most of the film. Mm-hmm. Like he's kind of already not wanting to do some of the things that yeah. um, Palpatine wants him to do. Yeah, there's this really great line where um, before Darth takes... Um, <laughs> like we're on the first name basis, you know Darth or buddy or buddy Darth. Well, Darth actually isn't a name. I don't think. No, think yeah, it's, it's, it's a title. Yeah, it's a title. Darth mm-hmm. Maul, Darth Sidious, Darth uh, Plagueis, Plagueis. It's Darth like Revan. general or something. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I would have to agree. Um, well, actually, I would actually say the hidden, the hidden focus of Return of the Jedi is the leader of the Ewoks. <laughs> Kelsey rules her <laughs> Okay, all right, all right. Let me. I'm gonna go back to what I was saying <laughs> about Darth Vader. Um, to to what you were saying about how he how he has hesitation and doesn't want to do what Sidious wants him to do. There's even that part where, you know, Luke turns to them, you know, and says, you know, as I said earlier, um, I can sense the conflict within you. You know, you come back to the come back to the light side, and Darth Vader is just like, no, it's too late for me. And that's so heartbreaking to hear Mm -hmm. because you can tell inside he's just like, I want to, but it's too fucking late, man. Yeah. Which is very heartbreaking. And it it is. And actually, if you think about it, like if there's ever anyone out there who does something and then they feel like they've done something too much Mm, or too bad or whatever, no one will ever accept them again. Yeah. And it's almost like. That's not always the case, especially where family is involved. If you have a good family and they want you to come back, yeah, then you should. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not up to you; it's up to them. Like, yeah, I got you. Yeah, a uh, lot of people don't really realize that. Yeah, I, so I would, I, so I would agree with you on both fronts. Um, I do believe uh, the main focus is Luke. This is completely Luke's story. He he has a great arc where he's he's now become this Jedi. He's more confident, you know. He's even like walking into to uh, Jabba the Hutt's palace, you know, trying to like come in and save his friends, mm-hmm. um, you know. And he he wants to go on this journey with his father. He's like, I want to know my father and I want to save him. And he he does he does in a way save him. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a really great story because he's like there are even a couple of times where he kind of like loses it. He's especially that scene where Darth and uh, Darth Vader and Luke are fighting in the in the th- in the Emperor's throne room. Mm-hmm. He like loses shit and just starts like swinging lightsaber crazy. Mm-hmm. I was just like, damn, like that's his dark side coming out. That's fucking dope. But he still like fights against it. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I believe he's the he's the main focus, and Darth Vader is the hidden focus because you essentially it's kind of it's weird because in the first one he he was just very this in the first one he was like this monster, mm-hmm. this all powerful monster. You see him, you hear the Imperial March music, and then Empire, you see him kind of breaking a little bit, and then when he says you know no I am your father, you're like oh shit that just turns everything around. Mm-hmm. You're like oh shit. Yeah. You know, he wants to save his son. He's not this, he's not essentially space Hitler. Right. And then third one, you see that conflict even coming out more where he's just like, you can't save me, blah, blah, blah. And he even does that part where he even saves his son. Near the, saves, he saves his son at the end where he throws the emperor over the side, which if you guys don't know, I know Kelsey doesn't know, that part where he says no that's not in the original movie. No, I knew that. Oh, you didn't know that? Okay. I knew that because people were talking about it on the radio or something like years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you, you didn't have... Fuck, Lucas. You didn't have to convey the no part. He fucking... He's doing it, you know? Yeah. That's like saying, I'm going to get some water. You got some water. <laughs> I have a child that does that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's she's a little Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's... she's she even the, had a mask that my brother bought her for her birthday or Christmas or no, something. She's the embodiment of George Lucas <laughs> re-editing his Star Wars movie. Uh, but yeah, I believe I believe with, the, uh, believe with you. I believe that Darth Vader is the hidden focus of Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. as well. Um, I have something to say. Uh, yeah, sure. How many years passed between... This movie and the second one, the Jedi, uh, uh, Return of the Jedi, and the one that came before. Oh, it. Empire. Yeah, I think it'd been like a year. I Why think... do they look so goddamn old? You mean like time like, wise? You mean time wise or like, like she's almost middle age? You mean time wise or yeah. like production wise? Production wise, like the... um, I probably had to say maybe about like at least five years. I think I went by, at least. Like they look like. Like, even Harrison Ford looks like he's losing his hair color already. Yeah. Um, like, it's not as brown as it used to be. Let's see. Empire Strikes Back came out. Oh, no, it's about three years. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Well, Did you notice that, though? Yeah. Like, like what's his name? Um, Mark Hamill looks a lot older yeah. in this one. I, I, This is what I think it is. Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford, from what I heard, they live, like, some very hard lives. I mean, they're in Hollywood. They're mm. do, they're really especially Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher was known to have drug issues and stuff like that. I think Mark Hamill kind of got to the point where he just didn't really care so much about his looks, mm. and he, he started accepting the fact that he's more of a voice actor. So okay. maybe that's why, you know, the care wasn't as there as much. And Harrison Ford, I mean Harrison Ford, don't get really give a shit <laughs> about anything because he's he's fucking Harrison Ford. Yeah. So maybe that's why they look a little bit older. Yeah. I was guessing. They look like they're pushing, like, their upper 40s already. Maybe, like, yeah, oh. upper 40s. War as hell? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so what do you think could have been explored further in these movies? I don't know what could have explored more in Revenge of the Sith, because that's kind of like an end story. It is an end story. Um, I think um, the, what's his name, Organa? Mm. A Senator uh, Jimmy Smith character, Senator Organa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He could have been explored more. Other than yeah. he's there, and then all of a sudden, oh, we've always wanted to adopt a baby. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's an Attack of the Clones. If he is, I barely fucking remember him in that movie. Oh, I think he's in it. I know he pops up in um, Rogue One. 
for a little bit. Yeah. But that's Rogue One. That came out, like, what, two years ago? It's been longer than that. Rogue One? Oh, yeah. Which it has been that long. Damn. I, feel I like think been Solo was two years ago. Ugh. Solo. Jesus. <laughs> Solo Jesus. Um, I, I wish they would have explored him and, like, him a little bit more. He seemed like he would have been a badass character. And not just, mm-hmm. like, really good at fighting or whatever, but he seemed like he had an old wisdom about him Yeah, that you wanted to see more of. Mm-hmm. Um, because all the main characters were essentially fighting for their lives, but he was more of a witness and more of, like, um, like, he just seemed to know the right thing to say or where to be. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, for Revenge of the Sith, probably, I probably have to say, I probably agree with you on this as well with the Jimmy Smith character. I will, I'm, it's funny, like, I didn't really think about that character until, like, rewatching the movie, and I was just like, damn, I want to find out more about that guy. Yeah. And I don't know if that's really because of the movie or the or the writing, or it's just the actor, because I really like Jimmy Smith's acting. The mm-hmm. dude's, like, legit. But I'm really curious to see what is... That's another part of Star Wars that, even though they kind of touched up on it on Attack of the Clones, there's the better way to do it in, like, a shorter format, like 30-minute episodes or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or, like... You know, like a what's that show? What's that show called? House of Cards and West Wing, stuff like that. You know, like a political drama. Why do they have different helmets um, on the Empire side? Like you guys have like the stormtrooper helmet, but then mm-hmm. the guys that were on those bikes, they mm-hmm. had like a square front. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, okay. Now you're talking about revenge. You're talking about you're talking about the difference between revenge and return, or just like I think in Return of the Jedi they had different helmets. Yeah, in Return of the Jedi they're more they're more um, terrain combat ready. Like out in the jungle, like yeah, because they also had stormtroopers. Yeah, and then they had the people in the jungle with their like square, like I, like it's kind of like a, a sun visor, I guess it would be some. Yeah, like and that. then it would go down the sides of their eyes. Yeah, I mean you can see the difference in like that out in that stormtrooper outfit and then the stormtrooper outfit in Empire Strikes Back. It's mm-hmm. more weather, weather, sorry, weather weatherbound type outfit so i mean yeah. they have they have different suits for different for different um settings plus you, if you even think, though their suits don't actually mean anything yeah they get hit with a blaster they go down <laughs> like what's the point <laughs> no, just, just wear a t-shirt <laughs> that's it yeah with a big I mean, target you're part of a cult you gotta look cool <laughs> that's true <laughs> um what were we talking about oh yeah so what do you think could have been further explored in return, return um jedi I think they could have done better with Leia. Really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, she's strong and everything. I like. She seems like she's really coming into her own. Mm-hmm. But it sucks that they're twins and Luke has all the powers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you kind of get an idea that she also has powers. She just hasn't discovered them yet. Yeah. And it would have been really cool for her to realize it on her own mm. and maybe have to help her brother out in small ways as, like, she doesn't have full power or anything, but... Yeah, but she is helpful in the Force in some way. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I totally agree with that. Because um, there really isn't a whole lot going on with her to begin with. Also, that jungle scene, she's just laying in the middle of the fucking jungle taking a nap or something. 
Yeah, I remember that. She's like laying. She's laying there, kind of seductively in a way. And Ewoks comes up, and he. She's like, "Hey, what's up, little guy?" <laughs> Wait, well, it's weird because she's like sitting there. First of all, she falls off the thing and she lands where she is, mm-hmm. and she doesn't look like she collapses back down. She just looks like she lays back down, like, "Oh my god!" Like, <laughs> <sighs> and, that was a wild ride. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, she hasn't shown up yet? No, she hasn't. Blah, blah, blah. We need to go look for her. And then they find her and she's passed out. No, no, no. Yeah. They don't find her. The Ewoks find yeah. her. And she's like passed out. But you're like, when did she pass out? Because she wasn't passed out unless whatever. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah, I think. I, I mean, I, I did actually like some of the, the scenes with them on the bikes. That was pretty cool. Oh, the, it was just, the speed racers? Yeah. yeah, it was just weird how she was. Yeah, you know what? I actually I know, I know actually think that more, like a little bit more of an exploration between um, Princess Leia and the Ewoks, I think that might have been a bit cooler to explore. <laughs> I like how you're rolling your eyes. No, 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 because you could, like when she, like when she befriends this Ewok, I don't know. You see, you see, you like you seem like there's like a bond between those two, and I don't know. Maybe her trying to find out like what the fuck are these creatures? Where they come from? You know why have we never heard of them? I don't know. Her kind of like building up a stronger bond with the Ewok with that Ewok clan would have. I would have mind seen more of that. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, fuck the Ewoks. That's like. <laughs> I mean, just go watch Peter Pan, and you know you'll see Wendy yeah, with like the movie. the Lost Boys. Yeah, you know, seeing what's that Tinkerbell? Tinkerbell, even finding out Tinkerbell had a crush on Pan this whole time—that was so weird. <laughs> uh, okay, so what is um? Hmm. All right, let's talk about lightsaber battles. Okay. Um, how, how many lightsaber battles happen in Revenge of the Sith? There's like what? There's a lot of them. For some reason, only two are. St- oh no, now I'm three. Okay. Um, what do you think was the best lightsaber battle in Revenge of the Sith? Um, uh, the one where Anakin ends up like in the lava. Oh, between him and Obi Wan. Yeah. Like the the whole thing is a. As a whole, but I like that that particular part. Oh, okay. When because um, Anakin's clearly losing. Mm-hmm. And then when he ends up in the lava, Obi-Wan just kind of looks at him like, should I should I go help him? Mm-hmm. Uh, nah. And he walks away. <laughs> he kind of takes like... He looks like a little conflicted and he's like, nah. He, he kind of has that, that Batman mentality from Batman Begins where like, I'm, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. Mm-hmm. So she, you know, he just like gets on fire. Mm-hmm. Just, rah, rah. He should have died. He should. That was well, weird. Well, you know, a little bit of Star Wars lore. <laughs> um, Sith have been known to like live longer because they like use the dark force to keep their bodies alive. Yeah. Even though they should be dead. <laughs> um, I probably have to. Man, you think that actor who plays Darth Sidious? Actually has a dark side in him for real, since he's been in everything. Yo, he looks the same. He does. He, like, looks... I don't know how... What's, I don't know why it blew my mind that he was in all of them. Ian McDerm? McDerm. Was he in all? I feel like he wasn't in the second one. I feel like that was a different actor. 
Um, he was, because he smiles in a really weird way. <laughs> uh, he smiles like baby pooping. Oh, like... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like he's just stretching his lips out, like grimacing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, oh, no, actually, he did the voice. Clive Reville did the voice of the Emperor in... He did the voice of the Emperor in Empire Strikes Back. Um, damn, who did play the Emperor? Oh, yeah, that was just his voice. Okay, all right. Um, okay, so so back to where we're going. The... I don't tell you, I don't really like any of the lightsaber battles in Revenge of the Sith. I don't even really like that lightsaber battle between Obi-Wan and Anakin. Mm-hmm. The reason why is because it just looks, it looks like somebody got two figures and it was like, boom, boom, kick, flip. I'm doing flips now. 20 flips flying. Woo! That's Yoda what it looks was like. doing his fucking flipping around thing again for like a split second. Did you see it? Oh, against, uh, against the Emperor? Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, ah, fuck, here we go again. <laughs> Doing this bullshit. Um, yeah, I don't, that, there's, like, there's one part, it's so stupid. There's one part where, like, Anakin and, and Obi-Wan are standing, like, facing each other, and they're flipping their lightsabers around, but, like, they're flipping it, like not making contact with whatever. Like they're almost with anything. Doing, yeah, like they're doing like this weird. Sh- like it's it's almost doing like a, they're doing a light show. It's like they're winding up when they're being like how, how pitchers wind. Yeah, up. yeah, exactly. It's like that, and it looks so comical. I'm just like, yo, I can't take you guys fucking serious at all. It's just ugh. <laughs> it looks wrong, and then like. What's his name? Oh, actually, I take that back. I take that back. There is one lightsaber battle I do like. When Mace Windu fights um, Senator Palpatine. Oh, yeah. I do like that because Senator Palpatine, it, besides, the, <laughs> besides the part where he, like, jumps and, like, does, like, this barrel roll, he's like, yeah. Yeah. Like, that, that's ridiculous. But the fact he takes out these two Jedis, like, like that, I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. And then when he's going up against Mace Windu, Mace Windu's actually, like, whooping his ass. Yeah. Like, really, like, into the point where, like, <laughs> it's so stupid, where he, like, I think he force pushes Palpatine, and Palpatine hits the chair, and his feet, like, kick up. <laughs> like, <"Whoa!" laughs> I was like, yo, I can't take you serious, man. Um, and I do like, I do really like that part where Senator Palpatine is, like, trying to hit him with his lightning bolts, mm. and Mace Windu's, like, he's deflecting it, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Anakin's bitch ass, like, cuts off his arm and gets blasted away and everything. Yeah. But, yeah, that's probably... I, I think that's probably, like, the only lightsaber battle I want. That... I, I know... I know the final lightsaber battle is supposed to be, like, all super cool and badass, but I don't know. It was just too much flippity-dippy, all that bullshit. Flippity-dippity? Flippity-dippity. <laughs> no, no. I can't even take that part where he, like, Anakin... <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know who can take that part seriously. But the part where he goes... Where Anakin's, like, you know... You underestimate my power. And then, you know, Obi-Wan's like, I have the high ground. It's like this constant memes and jokes of like, hey, Anakin, I got the high ground, you know. <laughs> and he gets defeated. So I, I, it's that, that, that part, that end result part where he's like screaming in pain, like saying, I hate you. That was very heartbreaking to watch. Yeah. I'm just like, damn, he looks like he's. Hayden Christensen looks like he's yelling at George Lucas. Like, I hate you for putting me in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, other than that, it's just. Maybe, maybe, like I said, maybe just the Mace Windu and the oh, the uh, Emperor battle. That's probably the only lightsaber battle I like. Yes. Poo poo. <laughs> what about what about Return of the Jedi? 
really can't remember any in that one. There's like, it's mostly a lot of blasters. There's maybe like there's one lightsaber battle between Luke and and Vader, and that's it. And I don't think it was all that memorable. I actually like that battle. Yeah. I really like that battle because Luke loses his shit. He's been calm and cool this whole movie, and he just fucking snaps because Vader's like, "Oh, your sister." I can tell you the dark side. He's like, no, don't you touch my sister. <laughs> I actually really like that. I, I did like that because of the emotional value, but the, mm. the actual action. Oh, yeah, it is kind of funny. It's kind of, yeah. Yeah, he just like swinging a lightsaber. Left, right, left, yeah. right. But then I, you know, I like the part where he just like hitting Vader with that lightsaber, just like going fucking nuts on it. Hey, <laughs> speaking of lightsabers. Mm-hmm. I tried to text you something, and you didn't answer me, so I don't know if you just didn't notice that I said it, or mm-hmm. if you were more involved in other stuff we were talking about, mm-hmm. but I saw a video about proto-sabers. Oh, yeah, you said something. I did, you know, I did see that. I honestly didn't answer it. Uh, yeah, you said you know more about proto-sabers, so what's... what's I didn't what even know there was such a thing, mm-hmm. but I guess there's, like, lore that before the lightsaber, mm-hmm. there was the proto-saber. Okay. And someone tried to make one, and they made one. And I watched the whole video. Really? Yeah. So in the Star Wars universe, or in real in life? The, well, like in real life, they they made it. Oh, okay, okay. Um, because it the proto saber was a, basically a lightsaber, but it didn't use as much. It doesn't use as much electricity, but it still uses a fuck ton. Mm-hmm. And it's um connected by the handle to like a battery pack oh okay um and it just it's just a really hot rod oh okay i got you that sounds interesting yeah so it was really cool i think uh we'll we'll link it yeah we probably should do that um what scene what scene do you think defined uh revenge of sith and return of the jedi revenge of the sith um, I keep seeing Anakin's face. Okay. Like it, then, no, he hasn't. Like he's you could. It's like he's getting sick. Mm, okay. And his face, he, like his eyes are all red rimmed, and like he looks mm. like he hasn't slept in five years. Yeah. Um. But I don't remember what part that really is. That it really. Was it the part where? He's on like you get a close up of his face, and he's like, "You fail, you fail to understand how much power I have, or some shit." I think that is because you underestimate my power. There you go. Yeah, I think that might be the part. Okay. For me, because it for him is just like a, he's completely owning now mm-hmm. the type of person he is with the force, mm-hmm. and it's total bullshit. Mm-hmm. Because if one, if I've learned one thing out of all of the Star Wars films. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, people like to focus on Luke and Vader, mm. but if you're not uh, like in the whole world, like you don't understand that these characters are actually being manipulated by uh, like other people. Yeah. So you don't know about Darth Sidious and all these people. Yeah. Um, but it's for me, it defines it because Anakin says that. Mm, okay. But. He hasn't been burned yet, and he still answers to fucking Darth Sidious. Yeah, gotcha. He's not 
a big shot like everyone makes him out to be and like he Mm -hmm. even thinks he is even though he thinks everyone's underestimating him Mm -hmm. he's still a fucking failure yeah true okay i can see that um so the scene i think that defines this movie is the scene where obi-wan goes anakin i have the high ground that is george lucas going i have the high ground I am the winner of all of this because you guys will love this bullshit. <laughs> Even though I didn't really have to build it. This ground that's below me, I don't have to build it because you guys built it for me. You think he was actually saying that? No, that's jokes aside. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. I was like, what? I don't know. Whenever I picture Obi-Wan going, I have the high ground, I just picture just George Lucas going like, I don't know, because Obi-Wan's kind of like, I have the high ground. Like, ah, you know, it's all me now. I'm the winner. <laughs> and like George Lucas is like, I won. You guys saw the movies. Uh, no, I think the thing that defines... Um, that finds this one is actually the part. It's at the. It's actually near the very end, where the emperor is standing there and and Vader's to his right, and they're kind of, he's kind of standing with his arms crossed, and he sees the they see the Death Star being built. I think that defines what this movie is about, like a uh, a building, uh, something building that's going to essentially control the entire universe, the entire galaxy, mm-hmm. which is what Emperor Palpatine has been doing. He was like, I am building. The Republic, the way how I want, because I want to, I want to rule all, mm-hmm. and you know what? I'm going to continue that by building that Death Star. Uh, why? Why did in uh, the first episode four is A New Hope, right? Yeah. The beginning scenes are almost like when they're on the ship, mm-hmm. Leia running away from. Stormtroopers and stuff, right? Yeah, she's running from a Star Destroyer. And then she ends up seeing Vader face to face. Yeah. Why didn't he realize that that was his daughter right away? Well, because remember, at the end of Revenge of the Sith, Emperor Palpatine told him that Padme's dead, and he didn't know that he didn't know they, that they were having twins. He just thought they were having a child. Yeah, but that does, shouldn't matter if you are able to sense things. You should be able to sense that. Like, you wouldn't have known, yeah, even if you didn't know you had twins. Mm. You mean, like, as, as as him being a Force user, he would have sensed a connection or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Like, I mean, or at least something familiar about her, at well, the very least. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, because they were kind of really hammering that out in Return of the Jedi. Like, I sense it. I feel him and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and they don't they don't really do that in, in A New Hope. And I think that kind of goes into the fact that George Lucas didn't really have a vision of how the fuck he was going to take this movie in this yeah. franchise. So that kind of goes into like not planning, which Rise of Skywalker fall off the same suit, but we'll get into that <laughs> later. Uh, what do you what do you think? What's the scene that defined Return of the Jedi? What scene? Fucking Ewoks everywhere. <laughs> That's all you're seeing. All you all you're seeing is Anakin and Ewoks. Yes. That's it. <laughs> I have to, and I have to think about it because I watched them so close together uh-huh. that I have to separate the stories in my head. Like it takes me a second. Mm. Um, they. I think I, the scene where. Um, they're all celebrating with the Ewoks inside. Oh, okay. But then Luke and Leia are outside. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that does. Because that's the first conversation that Leia has with Luke. Mm. Where Luke tells her, you're my sister. Yeah. And I have to go do this one thing alone. 
Okay. I can see that. I can definitely see that. Yeah. Um, like, it's like the first conversation they have with each other as mm-hmm. siblings. Yeah, like a first real conversation. Like, he's our father, this, this, and that. She has like to take all this in, mm-hmm. like, right now. Yeah. And go into battle, like, the next day. Exactly. Um, so, Return of the Jedi. I'm of two minds. One is actually the very... Is actually the scene right before the credits where you see uh, Luke, Han, Leia, C-3PO, R2-D2, Chewbacca, and Lando, and the Ewoks kind of like just celebrating because they've won the fight. Uh-huh. I don't know. That's just kind of like, that kind of just goes like, hey, we went on this journey. This is the end of a journey. And we won. It's like a very, I don't know, to me, it seems, it, it almost brings like a warm feeling to me. I was just like, damn, man, like these, these films, granted, like there's a lot of, think pieces on these movies and character development and like people using like the star wars lore as like a part of their life and everything but at the end it's just like yo these are like just movies and they're fun as fuck to watch mm-hmm. and i think that one kind of like sums up return of the jedi even though some of it's really really, really ridiculous like the fact that the empire were brought down with the help of ewoks mm-hmm. fucking teddy bears yeah um it's still like hey this was fun let's enjoy it yeah um so probably that one, and I probably have to say maybe like I don't know. One thing that really sticks out in my mind a lot is the part where Luke and Darth Vader are talking. I know we keep going back to it because, but it's so fucking good. Where they're on the elevator, mm-hmm. and like Vader is behind him, and Luke's standing there. I don't know something about that. Just like father and son together, all dressed in black. Mm-hmm. Like they may, like they seem so far apart, but they're really not that far apart. Yeah, like you can almost see like the dark side of Luke trying to come out. Yeah. So yeah, I think that probably. But I will say more of the Ewok one, the celebration. <laughs> Damn, you hate those Ewoks. I I do. I hate <laughs> them. I feel like the celebration at the end is very Shrek-like. <laughs> Where do you think Shrek got it from? <laughs> no. Yep. Nope. Did it? Yep. Nope. Uh oh. So. <laughs> Uh, I have I have one I have one question that uh, we're gonna discuss, but I'll actually ask that once we get our get through our review of Rise of Skywalker. Um, so I I actually want to talk to you about <laughs> the ending scene, the very end scene, where we get uh, Ben's we have uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, <laughs> Yoda, and we have Anakin Skywalker, but it's Hayden Christensen uh-huh. as Anakin. <laughs> Now the original did have, did have the the actor. Um, God, good lord, his name escaped me right now. Um, what the hell is his name? David David Bros Pros. Sorry, David Prowse. Mm-hmm. In the original cut, you see David Prowse's face. Absolutely, you see his fucking face. From what I heard, George Lucas. And David Prowse butted heads a lot, mm-hmm. like to an annoying level. Like he did not, and he had a hard time keeping secrets. And like that, from what I heard, that big Vader reveal in Empire Strikes Back, supposedly he wanted to tell everybody about it. Mm-hmm. And George Lucas and Irving Kirshner and the writer behind, I think Irving Kirshner was behind it as well, was just like, don't tell anybody. Please don't tell anybody. And he almost told fucking everybody. Mm-hmm. So, um, George Lucas, being the George Lucas that he is, essentially cut the dude out. 
Yeah. Like, that scene. Like, you do see his face when he takes off, when Vader takes off his mask. Or Which is lo- weird. That was very 80s. Yeah. Um, you do see his face, and you do see and hear him talk and everything. But at the end, like, George Lucas is like, no, cut that fool out. Hmm. And he um, he was never invited to, like, any of the premieres. I think he went to, like, to the first Star Wars premieres. But, like, I think from my understanding, Empire and Return, he didn't go. The prequels, he didn't go. George Lucas never invited him. George Lucas never invited him to The Force Awakens or anything like that. Like, there's, like, some bad blood between the two. Yeah. And he essentially, like, I think that's one of the reasons that you don't get the original D, the original D specialized version of the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of the reasons why we don't get those now. Yeah. So, Anakin is... I mean, Hayden Christensen is fucking... And it's kind of fucked up because as we go later on, you we, Anakin's kind of talked about later on in, in Rise of Skywalker in, in some form or fashion. Yeah. So, yeah. Man, that's some bad blood. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, th- th- that's our talk of Return of the Jedi and um, Revenge of the Sith. And we are going to go ahead and jump into our full review of um, the latest Star Wars film. Just to give you guys a heads up, we are going to just go right into spoilers into this uh, into this review. Um, but we're going to give you guys a little bit of a warning. And so you can know that, hey, I, I, I don't want to listen to it. I'll just wait until, the mo- until I finish watching the movie. Or see the movie, whatever is your choice. Um, but at, besides that, we are going to get into our review of Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. It's an instinct. A feeling. The Force brought us together. We're not alone. Good people will fight if we lead them. People keep telling me they know me. No one does. But I do. Long have I waited. And now... Coming together. Is your undoing. What, uh, what are you doing there, 3PO? Taking one last look, sir, at my friends. And that is the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker. Uh, the film, directed by J.J. Abrams, and is written by J.J. Uh, Abrams and Chris Terrace, Tiorris, Terrace, I think it's T-E-R-R-I-O-S. Um, synopsis, the IMDb synopsis is, the surviving residents, sorry, the si- surviving resistance faces the First Order once more in the final chapter of the Skywalker Saga. Uh, film stars Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, Adam Driver, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Anthony Daniels, Noemi Ek- Ekchi, 
<laughs> Domo Gleason, Richard E. Grant, Lupe Nyanga, fucking everybody. Carrie Russ, Carrie Russell, uh, Kelly Marine Tran, and E. McDermott comes back as Emperor Palpatine. So, Kelsey, huh. what did you think of the Rise of Skywalker? Uh I didn't hate it, but it wasn't spectacular. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I mean, um, I feel like there's like a level of uh, tension throughout the entire film. There's not a whole lot of time where you see the actors or actresses, uh, where you see the characters like bonding or anything like that. Like it's all just like, oh fuck, we're gonna die. Oh fuck, we're gonna die. Oh fuck, we're gonna die. Mm-hmm. Um. So, there's that. Um, they didn't flesh out some of the character arcs as well as they could have. Yeah. And it was confusing. Mm. It was confusing. That's it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anything else you want to add to it? Or is that, this is... that Well, that's my first take, but when you start <laughs> asking me more specific questions, okay. I'll get into it. All right. Um... I was really looking forward to watching this movie. Um, we talk. Oh shit! I hyped the shit out of this movie before uh, last week's episode for our uncut Jim's uh, and After Hours episode. And I went to go see it, and the f- after I watched it, I was very conflicted about it because I was like, "Yo, what did I just watch?" It felt really. It felt weird. Like, it, it felt like it was kind of, it really felt like it was pandering to, like, a lot of, of uh, complaints from, like, these quote-unquote Star Wars nerds. Mm-hmm. And the next day I woke up and I just, I realized, like, I realized I fucking hate it. <laughs> I realized I hate it. And I'm, not, and I'm not one of these people who are just like, no, it's supposed to be like this, it's supposed to be like that, you know, like, you know, besides being a Star Wars nerd, you know, Kelsey and I were film fans. You know, we love watching film. Um, we love a good story. We love a good set piece. We love character development and dialogue. We love drama. We love drama. We love comedy. We like a good story to be written well. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's not written well, we already start seeing the problems. This one has a lot of problems. Like, the character development is like, it's there, but it's like barely there. And there are characters that are pushed to the side. Like, for example, uh, Kelly Tran, who was like, uh, who played Rose, who was like a real big part in The Last Jedi and who was set up as maybe as a possible love interest for John Boyega's Finn, just pushed completely to the side. Yep. And they introduce this, this character named uh, Jana, who's played by, um, it's like her name is Noemi. Normie Attic, I think. Attic? No, Naomi Aki. Aki, there you go. Which I like. I really do like her character. I really liked her character a lot. But it was like waste of potential. Like if you had introduced her in The Last Jedi, I'm like, cool, I'm totally with this. Even even introduce her and Kelly Marie Tran, totally with it. But this is just like a character that's just like, wait, you were a former Stormtrooper? So was I. We're best buddies now. 
That's what I got a sense of this fucking movie mm-hmm. from that character. And then they introduce this character who has a history with Poe, whose name is Zori Bliss, uh, played by Carrie Russell. Great character. I want to know more. She's in the movie for like three minutes. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck are you bringing this character on? She's so pissed off at him. And then all of a sudden they're like best friends. Yeah. Like she has like a one, she has like a one ticket to get out. And she gives it to Poe. But like, it's like, yo, you were just ready to blow this dude's head off. Mm-hmm. Why, what's the switch up all of a sudden? I actually am disappointed they took her helmet off at all. Oh, when they revealed her eyes? Yeah. Um, I actually thought she, I mean, I'm sure I would have known ahead of time. Mm-hmm. But without seeing her, her, her voice, she sounded like the, um, the actress that plays Amelia Pond when she does her American oh, accent. Oh, uh, Karen Gillian? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can t- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can totally. I she can sounded totally. like her. I'm like, wait, is she in this? And yeah. then I was like, oh, no, that's not her. Yeah, yeah. Actually, speaking of a Doctor Who character, Matt Smith is in this movie, but I don't remember. I, he probably plays like a stormtrooper or something. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I mean, that's just like those two alone. And then, like, the whole lore that was being built up between Ray, Finn, and Poe, kind of like... They give Finn, like, an ending to his art, but it seems very, like, they didn't know what the fuck to do with him. Mm-hmm. Like, it's cool. They got this really great idea of, like, oh, it's a stormtrooper. They've, a stormtrooper who's tar- turned good. They've never done that in the movies. Mm-hmm. Interesting story. Let's find out this character. Nothing. Like, we, all we know is that, like, they, they took him as a child. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And, and he's Force-sensitive now, which I think is, like, an answer to these, like, like I say, these quote-unquote fucking Star Wars fans who are just like, I wanted him to be a Jedi. Like, fucking dude. Not everybody can be a fucking Jedi. Yeah. Um, not just that, but if we're going to talk about how some of the stories ended, mm-hmm. when uh, Lando and... What's her name again? Noemi uh, Etchik? Yeah, Jenna. Mm-hmm. When they're talking, mm-hmm. and, she, and he asks her where does she come from, and he's like, uh, she's like, I don't know where I come from. He's like, well, let's find out. I think I think it's weird when stories end that way because mm-hmm. either you're going to do a spinoff mm-hmm. or you have absolutely no reason to write that. A lot of people are assuming that, that that's a poor way of having a backdoor pilot. Like, let's find out in the Disney Plus show, Lando and Jenna. You know, yeah, like yeah. That. Um, I think I remember reading somewhere that uh, supposedly that was Lando's kid. Because Lando's supposed to tell a story of like, oh, when the First Order came, like, they came after us first and took our children away. And it's implied that that might be his daughter. Well, it seemed like he already knew who she was. <sighs> I guess. I mean. It felt like it. The yeah. way he was asking her where she came from and yeah. stuff. But it seemed like he already knew the answer. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, so then, what else? I'm trying to think before we start before I really start tackling the biggest issues of this fucking movie. Oh, okay. So the pacing, the pacing is fucking just off. Breakneck. It is breakneck. I I've said this and I've said this in a re- in a review that I wrote for Screen Geek and I've told this to Kelsey and I'm telling you folks now, the pacing in this movie works at a breakneck speed in the first first like twenty to thirty minutes. And I told, and, and the words that I used was, 
your brain has to go into hyperdrive mode to catch the fuck up. It has to like pretty much uh, light speed skip. Yeah. To like be like, whoa, what's going on? What, who's this? What? Why? Like, like the movie starts off where like Adam Driver, Kylo Ren, is like finding the Emperor. Whoa! Like, when did this happen? And then like he he had he had to get this holocron. It's not they call it a Sith a Sith Wayfinder. Mm-hmm. It's really called it's really a holocron that that they've used in Star Wars lore, but they call it something else different. And a holocron is holocron is something different. No, mm-hmm. a holocron, not a holocron. And like. They just introduced this. Like, mm-hmm. out of fucking nowhere. There's no mention of it, hint of it, anything in Last of Jedi. Just boom, he has this. Boom, he has to find the Emperor. Boom, the Emperor gives it. Whoa, like, when did any of this shit start happening? Yeah. And it, and the and J.J. Abrams and the writer, they're just like, hey, just accept it. This is what we're doing now. And it's just like, whoa, like, it, it, it irritates the living fuck out of me. And the first, this is... When I saw it with Kelsey, it was actually the second time. The first time I saw it, that's when I was like, something's really off with this fucking movie. I'm liking what I'm seeing, but something is really fucking off. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I was at, too. I was, like, production-wise, mm-hmm. and, like, we're used to seeing the same characters, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, that was all fine, but when you really start delving into plot and how things are supposed to make sense, and do you yeah. have breathing room to digest it while you're watching it? No, you don't. Yeah, like, um, to go off to what you're saying about production, production-wise, yeah, it looks, it does look amazing. I mean, it looks, space battles look fucking awesome. Um, that, that's, that, that chasing in the desert, where they're on, the, I forgot the name of the planet, they were on, but they were on those two kind of like desert speedster things or whatever. Uh-huh. That looks cool. I really dug that. That actually reminded me a lot of um, Phantom Menace, the pod racing scene. Mm-hmm. It's totally digging on it. Um, even like I said, even like I said, the effects was looking cool. But like when you start looking at it above, if you start looking past the surface level, mm-hmm. it just starts falling apart so fucking badly. Yeah. And. <sighs> You want anything else before I just start just ranting on the fucking big shit? Um, Kylo and uh, Kylo and Ren. Yes, Kylo, Kylo and Ren <laughs> sitting in a <laughs> <the> tree. <Stimpy. laughs> <laughs> no, um, I like what they did with uh, Kylo and Ray. Okay. Um, because the whole, I mean, even in um, the Last Jedi. Mm. They were playing with the idea that maybe Kylo Ren wasn't sure he wanted to be with the dark side. Yeah. And they f- they almost, they fully explore that in this one. Okay. Um, and he uh, ends up saving Rey's life because she dies. Yeah, she dies. At fighting Man. Darth Sidious. Mm-hmm. Um, and he uses his life force to bring her back. Mm-hmm. And so he dies. Um saving her like he really realizes he he felt his mother die and mm-hmm. all kinds of things and he he was good at the very last few minutes yeah yeah absolutely i think he went out exactly how he was supposed to oh giving his life up for somebody else yeah yeah i think that's cool my my only problem i have with that is like they don't that's kind of like of a new fo- i mean I'm, I'm not saying that's a new force power that hasn't been explored before but in these films they've never explored that at all um, normally like the way, the way how the force goes is like, you're not, you don't just know, you, you don't just pick up like the ability to shoot lightning out of your fingers or whatever, you know, to, 
to understand the force, someone normally has to teach you. You know, like she's Ray can handle herself with a lightsaber, but that's because she's had like somewhat of a combat training because she had to survive on Jakku. Completely understandable. But when um, she like uses her force power to like bring that creature back to life, mm. it's just like, wait, who the fuck taught you that? That's not. That's not. Oh, she didn't bring it back to life. I think. Oh, she healed it. She healed it. Yeah. She healed uh, Kylo. Uh, Kylo. And I think she healed somebody else too. No, just that. Just those two. Yeah, just those two. Yeah, but you're. I don't know. It's just like, where'd you learn that? That's just weird. And like, did Leia teach you that? And if so, when and what? Yeah. <laughs> um. Speaking of Leia, I I did really like. Um, even though Carrie Fisher died before they shot this film, I did enjoy how they were able to like take old stock footage and then like incorporate it into this movie. Mm-hmm. Some of it was coming off a little creepy in a way. Yeah. Um, but you can tell it wasn't matching up. But I did enjoy it because we got to see Princess Leia. We got to see a send off Princess Leia. And almost every time I saw it, saw the, saw her character, I actually kind of started tearing up the first time I saw the movie because I was just like, fuck, that's Carrie Fisher. Like, she's not with us anymore. That fucking sucks. You know? Yeah. And, and yeah, I got a little, I got a little teary eye when uh, she would show up. Um, I actually think at the end when Ray, Poe, and Finn are hugging mm-hmm. and they looked emotional, that looked real to me. I honestly I th- do think that's real. I think they were really upset that Carrie wasn't there to finish the story with them. Yeah. Um, I did, I know there's a picture there's a picture of the gang at the desert scene. Yeah. Um, all three of them hugging each other, and I think that was like the actual last day of shooting. Yeah. And it looks really emotional. Yeah. So, but back to that scene you were talking about near the end after they defeated the Emperor and his his new Star Destroyers. Yeah, it's um, it seems very emotional. You can tell, like, damn, they were really like hugging that shit out. Mm-hmm. And it kind of sucks because, like, I really like these characters. I really, really like Ray, Poe, and Finn a whole lot. And I really like the fact. One thing I really do like about this movie is like we got to see them all together. One thing I really like about this movie is that Finn wasn't a bitch. Yeah, he actually like took charge of the situation. He was like running. He wasn't just running away. Mm-hmm. He wasn't just like complaining about he only wants to save his friend but fuck everything else like he actually mm-hmm. was a hero in this one he actually was part of um the rebellion yeah he was definitely a part of the team he wasn't just like someone who was trying to survive and get away do you have a sense that that he that Finn was still trying to chase after Ray or do you think that he had put that on the side I think he still was um okay. but it wasn't it definitely wasn't as um, important to him at that time because he knew there were more important things. Mm-hmm. So that's why he didn't tell her uh, what he was feeling right away either. Uh, Which is stupid. They shouldn't have even brought that up at all. Yeah, at one point in the movie, he's like, where it seems like they're going to die. He he tells Ray, like, Ray, I never got to tell you. And, like, like it seems like they fell into like a pit or some stuff. They were sinking through like gravel or sand or something. Yeah, yeah, and they bring it up, and like Ray goes like, "What did you want to tell me?" He goes, "I'll tell you another time," but he never tells her at all. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, "What? What the fuck? Did you? Why? Why? Yeah. Why did you fucking say that?" <laughs> uh, all right. So, 
here's like my two biggest issues with the movie other than like the writing because a lot of the writing don't make sense like um oh actually you know what let me bring up something i gotta bring this up this is so hilarious so one thing that this is a minor thing but it's it's the it's in the details sometimes so one thing that really bugged the fuck out of me was um was ray having luke's lightsaber um Okay, so <laughs> in the end of The Last Jedi, the lightsaber is split in half by Kylo and Rey. We even see how it looks like when Rey gets it. She's like, look, it's broken. Yeah. You know, like it's destroyed. But we see that lightsaber again. No explanation of how it got back together, why it's back together, or anything. Other than that, it's supposed to be a, a plot significance to one of the characters. Which kind of like, I get that. But it, it at least explain it because the whole lightsaber, the whole lore of the lightsaber is really steeped in like, like a connection. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there are people who like have a connection to like an inanimate object. That's what the lightsabers are. Like when you become a Jedi, you meditate and you get like a kyber crystal. A kyber crystal either chooses you or you choose the right kyber crystal. And that is your lightsaber. But it's destroyed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely destroyed. So this is what I want to talk about. A buddy of mine who goes by Logan, him and I were actually talking about what we didn't like about the movie. And one of my biggest issues with that lightsaber is they could have used the lightsaber lightsaber being split to better inform Ray's individuality. Mm -hmm. Because your lightsaber is your lightsaber. Um, Anakin's is blue. Uh, Uh... Luke is, is, is green. Mace Windu's is yellow. Um, what color is Yoda's? I think Yoda's green as well. I think it was green. Like, it kind of speaks. Like, you think of it, you see a certain lightsaber, you're like, oh, that's that person, right? Yeah. And it would have it would have better formed a, 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 a narrative of Rey coming to her own. She does make her own lightsaber at the end, but it was like, what's the point of doing that? Like, at the end of the fucking movie. Yeah. So this was the conversation that we had. Is a text between myself and my friend Logan. And uh, we're talking about like balance and individuality and lightsabers. And he's very upset about the whole lightsaber thing. So then I, I, this is what I text him. How about this? I'm adding fuel to your fire. And then I ask him, how did, how did Ray fix Luke's lightsaber? It was torn in half by the, in the last Jedi. Mm-hmm. He, <laughs> I can tell you cause the text paused. And he he pauses and he goes, oh, oh, fuck you, dude. I'm going to throw my phone against the fucking wall. <laughs> That's a detail that a lot of people seem to miss out on. <laughs> but it's just like, yo, what? I saw a little continuity issue with the sabers, too, because mm. when they do a little bit of a flashback, mm. first of all, it was a really bad flashback because they superimposed. Mm pictures of luke and leia from when they were younger oh that leia that leia cgi was really the off leia didn't look like her mm. and luke's face was shaky inside the helmet mm, okay um but when they're training together one of them has a blue saber and one of them has a green one okay so like i think i think luke had the blue one no he had the green one he had the green one. Yeah, looks. Yeah, he had, he had his, which is weird because he had his green lightsaber. I, okay, I'm sorry. I just found another issue with the movie, but please go on. 
So when she has both of them and she's against uh, Darth Sidious, both of them are blue, though. They're not... Don't want Rey, right? Yeah. Yeah, she has Luke. Well, she has Anakin's and she has Princess Leia's lightsaber. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought she had Luke's. Well, that that blue one, it's, it's Anakin's passed on to Luke. So technically it's Luke's. Because I keep saying Luke's lightsaber, even though originally that's Anakin's, Anakin's lightsaber. Because mm-hmm. Luke's is green. Yeah. Did, did you get it? Okay. <laughs> no, I get it. Okay. Um, so they're saying that she broke that one, so that's why mm. it's Anakin's. Yeah. Okay. So, <sighs> fuck, what was I going to say? What another issue I have with it? Oh, okay, now I remember. Okay, so here's, here's one of my big issues with it. And it actually goes back to The Force Awakens. Luke, I'm sorry, Rey comes up on Luke's lightsaber, Anakin slash Luke's lightsaber, right? Which we never, we never get an explanation of how the fuck she got that lightsaber. Because it was, when, it, when his hand was cut in half or cut down in Empire, it was lost. Mm-hmm. So we never, we never got an explanation of where the fuck that came from. Right. Okay. But somehow it ends up in Maz Kanata's connect, collection. Okay. She has his lightsaber. I think it would have been way more significant. If it was Luke's actual green lightsaber, he has it. He had it. If you, if anybody, I mean, in, in, uh, Rise of Skywalker, he's training with Leia. He has his green lightsaber. Mm-hmm. So he, therefore he should still have it. Or maybe she should have still got connected with it or something. Ray could have found it. It would have been more significant if that would have happened. Yeah. Cause that's actually Luke Skywalker's lightsaber, not Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber. Anyway. Yeah, that, and then when she buries the sabers, it mm. would be Luke and Leia's. Yeah, but it's the same. Not thing. Anakin and Leia's. Anakin's and Leia's, yeah. Um, so, okay. So here, like, this is what I'm going to go into. As you guys can tell, I'm, like, rubbing my temples right now because I'm, like, trying to formulate the correct words without shouting into the mic. Ray's story is completely fucked in this movie. And it irritates the shit out of me. They have been building up with who is Rey as a person. She would, and The Force Awakens, I am nobody. And Last Jedi, they answered the question who her parents were, which is nobody. Which leaves the door open of Rey is her own person. Her she doesn't have to be a Skywalker. Or a Palpatine in this case at all. She is she is who she is. You are not defined by who, who your parents are. You're defined by who you are, which they were getting into with Ray. And this one, they just throw it out the fucking window. They make her Senator Palpatine's granddaughter, mm-hmm. which makes no sense because when did Palpatine ever like get down? Like at all? Yeah. Like, and if they did, like explain it. Like it was like, I'm willing to accept it if they gave me a backstory other than, oh no, he had kids. In the previous films, in the prequels, or in the other films, this was never mentioned at all. Yeah. At fucking all. So this destroys Ray's individuality because now you're like, well, she has, she's a Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're just like, because the whole the whole thing about Star Wars is about like your lightsaber. Defi- your lightsaber is your signature. You as a person is who you are. Even though Luke Skywalker is a Skywalker, he is still his own man. Um, Han Solo, for example, we never asked who Han Solo's parents are, but we know who Han Solo is. We know what kind of person he is. 
And that's what, and then so they just kind of throw that out the fucking window with the whole Senator Palpatine thing, which, you know, if you guys have seen the trailers or even if you haven't been living underneath a fucking rock, the emperor comes back. They never explain why mm-hmm. at all. They, they make up some reference like Palpatine's clone army, dark forces. Oh, Palpatine has to be back. Whoa! At what point did they ever fucking explain this in any of the other previous films? Yeah, exactly. It it it, it the movie like demands that you take these leaps and bounds in logic to understand why Palpatine is alive mm-hmm. at all. And I've heard the argument that Darth Maul has come back in the Star Wars like in Star Wars lore, if, even after being cut in half, which is mm-hmm. true. Here's my problem with this. Darth Maul wasn't thrown into a fucking reactor where the de- where something exploded 10 minutes of after him falling into it. Right. There's no explanation why Emperor should be back at all. And they don't give two fucks to explain that fucking story at all. And it inf- fucking infuriates me. Because it's like, why do you even have... It, it proves... I'm sorry to fucking admit that. It proves they really did not have an idea what the fuck they were doing. Yeah, exactly. And that I, I didn't want to believe it. I honestly was like, no, no, they have a plan. They have a fucking plan. Nope, they didn't. <laughs> Fucked it all up. <laughs> yeah, and like you said before, they should have pushed production back after Carrie Fisher passed. Yeah, from what I heard, uh, The Rise of Skywalker was supposed to be a Princess Leia-heavy driven story where you, where the, I guess the story follows, it mainly focuses around her. And um, with the untimely passing of Carrie Fisher, that kind of like threw a wrench in their production. This is Star Wars. This is not Endgame. This is not The Deathly Hallows. This is not the end of a Saw film. Mm-hmm. Saw, sorry, Saw trilogies. This isn't Halloween. This isn't Nightmare on Elm Street. This is Star Wars. Star Wars essentially created, like, it's, it's a footnote in pop culture history. Mm-hmm. You can go around the world, grab a stick, or broad, or whatever, and make a zoom, zoom, zoom. People are just like, boom, that's a lightsaber. Like, just you can just go, boom, that's Darth Vader. You can go around the world, and people will know who the fuck you're talking about. Mm-hmm. This should have been handled better. Because this is essentially the end of a 42, 42 to 43 year journey of the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. We only get like a once in a lifetime opportunity to witness something like that. That got shitted on all over this fucking movie. Yeah. And I have to say, other than the other than the fact that it is um JJ Abrams uh doing, other than that is Disney's doing, other than the fact that it is um what's the writer's name? Chris Terrio's doing. Chris mm-hmm. Terrio who wrote um, what's that movie? <laughs> Batman vs. Superman and Justice League. Jesus Christ, those movies are horrible. It It's also the the fucking fault of these, like I said, these quote-unquote, these Star Wars fans. Yeah. These people who were just like, this is not my Star Wars. This is not how it should have been. Blah, 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 blah. Y'all wanted this type of Star Wars movie? Y'all got it. And it's fucking shitty. Yeah. It's a bad fucking film. They could have explored so many different things with it, and they they really didn't go anywhere with it. Yeah, they didn't go anywhere with like the new characters that they added, 
they lazily completed these character arcs that should have been better fleshed out. Um, like, <sighs> you guys have been hearing me like hard sighing like this entire recording. It's because I have I've I have so much built up rage and anger for what happened in this movie. And that stems from disappointment. It stems from disappointment. Um, I think this movie fucking broke me. <laughs> I'm just like sitting there like, why? What What am I doing with myself now? Why am I watching these fucking movies now? And yeah. it sucks because every Star Wars film that comes out, every show that comes out, I'm just like, yo, I'm there. Even the prequels, even Solo, I was like, yo, I'm there. I'll watch that shit. Now I'm looking at this. I, th- I thought I would never see this. Now I saw the Star Wars movie. I'm just like, yo, Star Wars needs to take a fucking break. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fucking tired of Star Wars right now. Other than like the Mandalorian, which is like killing it right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and take a break from Star Wars for a while. And yeah. I. <sighs> so I, I, want, I want to show you guys something if you guys haven't read this. I wrote a review for ScreenGeek.net um, on Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. And I won't go over the review, but I'll go over one portion that I think that needs to be heard, listened to, and absorbed. Um, at the end of my review, um, what I did, what I wrote is, um, Disney, Lucasfilm, and J.J. Abrams, and even Chris Terrero had their hand in this mess. Honestly, I had many false startups with for this review. I slept on what I saw from Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker and was filled with rage, anger, hate, and all the fixings from whatever Republic team wanted me to eat. But in the end, all I felt was pity. Not for what I watched and the disappointing result, but pity for the Star Wars fans, quote-unquote. I put that in quotes for those who have bitched and moaned on, on YouTube claiming the franchise was tainted by a social justice warrior agenda. Those who typed in all caps, this is not my Star Wars. The same people that say the vilest, the vilest things to scare off Killer Marine Tran and Daisy Ridley. To the many who threw racial epithets at John Boyega. For the fan who fixed the, the, last, <clears throat> the last Jedi by taking out all of the women and the emotional beats from the film to make his version. Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker is what you wanted. In addition to the Star Wars legacy that was a result of toxic fandom taking the reins of a franchise. Choke hold into submission because these people don't want to evolve. Star Wars is a meditation on the battle of light and dark, legacy and identity, hope and loss. Instead, to quote from another franchise, you maniacs blow it up. Damn you, damn you all to hell. This is the end of the Skywalker saga. Now eat your shit sandwich and enjoy it. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, man. I'm surprised you came with me to watch it a second time because you were already like, nope, never watching that again. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I decided to watch it with you for a second time because I was like, let me just watch it with my emotions kind of cool down. Let me like take, let me just see if I'm actually that angry at this movie. And at the end, I was just like, I can't do this. I can't watch this fucking movie again. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you noticed, I was like looking at my phone. I was like texting my daughter. I'm just like. I did. I noticed. I was distracted. (laughs) Every Star Wars film I've, every Star, not every Star Wars film, but the Star Wars films that come out in theaters, I normally like watch it, rewatch it like two or three times. I'm just like, yo, I just want to get, I want more Star Wars. Give me more Star Wars. This one, I'm just like, man, fuck this movie. Yeah. Like, this should have been handled more carefully. 
Like, y'all just goddamn fucked up this goddamn Star Wars thing now. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so anyway. <laughs> I have one final question. Yeah. Star Wars. What side? Actually, I have two questions. Um, do you think? Do you think you can rate these Star Wars movies? Which is your favorite out of the original? Out of out of the trilogies? Do you have an idea? Of which, which trilogy? Well, well, I mean, out of like these nine films, yeah. What would you place them if you can think of a of a number? Individually or by trilogy? Individually. Uh, okay. Force Awakens will be my number one. Okay. Empire Strikes Back would be my number two. Okay. Um, number three would be... Um, Revenge of the Sith. No. <laughs> um, number three is hard between The Last Jedi mm. and... Um, Which are the Jedi? New Hope. Oh, okay, okay. Um, then I think it'll be, uh, Return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. And, of course, all the prequel shit is in the end. (laughs) There's, like, throwing on the side, like, fuck that. Um, I think Rise of Skywalker comes just before the prequels for me. Oh, wow, okay, okay. Because it didn't add any kind of value. Okay, I got you. Um... If I can remember correctly, uh, I know from what I read, this is considered the um, second worst of the trilogies on Rotten Tomato. Uh, Rotten Tomato, the Rotten Tomato score falls as, um, let's see, New Hope, 93, Force Awakens. I'm sorry, let's, let's, let's go down, uh, let's, what's it called? Go down by numbers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back is number four. New Hope is number three. Uh, sorry. <sighs> Lord, forgive me. Empire Strikes Back is 94. New Hope is 93. Force Awakens is 93. Um, Last Jedi is number is 91. Uh, Return of the Jedi is 82. Revenge of the Sith is 80. Attack of the Clothes is 65. Uh, Phantom Menace. Oh, actually, Rise of Skywalker is 55. And Phantom Menace is 53. Oh, wow. So it's barely above The Phantom Menace. Um, so my scores, or my, my place in the films, Empire's number one, um, Last Jedi's number two, number three is New Hope, number four is uh, Force Awakens, um, so number five is Return of the Jedi, and then if I had to go down, oh, I might have to say, like, it goes Revenge of the Sith, Rise of Skywalker, Attack of the Clones, and Phantom Menace. Okay. Something like that. Well, you know, I take that back. I'll say Rise of Skywalker is maybe a barely above Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. I'll say barely. Like, if I start thinking about it anymore, it might drop more. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, our final question, or my final question for us, out of this trilogy, mm-hmm. whose side are you on? Uh, out of each trilogy or out of this? Out of this particular trilogy. This particular trilogy. Mm. Uh, I can't, I can't like Darth Sidious at all. 
Okay. So on Revenge of the I'll Sith. I'll say Revenge the light Sith, side. Oh, for Revenge of the Sith? No, for that one. Mm-hmm. Revenge of the Sith. i got to remember which one that one is. Hold on. That's the one where Anakin and Obi-Wan are fighting at the end. Yeah, light side on that one. Yeah. Okay, okay. light side. Um, Last Jedi, or Return of the Jedi, right? Mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi. Uh, I'll say light side on that one. Okay. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, all light. Light? Mm-hmm. All right. So for me, I'll say Revenge of the Sith is light side for me. Um. Actually, when I rewatched Revenge of the Sith, I don't know if I mentioned this. I actually kind of teared up a little bit at the end. Because I was just like, damn, this is like where we get like New Hope now. Yeah. Um, Return of the Jedi, light side again. And The Rise of Skywalker. If I would... Fuck. If I would let my anger go over, I would say the dark side. Because like, just fucking destroy everything. Yeah. But... I'm going to kind of go ahead and try to be the better man and say the light side because despite of my despite of my dislike for the rise of Skywalker I do believe there is hope there's still hope for Star Wars Star Wars will live on but I think after this and from what I'm I'm hoping from what Bob Iger and the folks behind these Star Wars films oh especially since Kevin Feige's coming on board now to do a Star Wars movie uh-huh. and he he gave us Endgame. Um, I still have hope for the Star Wars movie. Just, just like, yo, don't put Rise of Skywalker in front of me anymore. Yeah, I'm just like <sighs> done with it. I'm I'm done with it. I I'm so I've gotten so fucking tired. They could build a whole universe mm-hmm. with Star Wars like they did with Marvel the Marvel movies. Yeah, that's yeah. Like they totally could do that. Yeah, there's. I mean, there. Like we were talking about. Um, that they could be like a type of like political drama for uh, a Star Wars film uh, around Senator uh, Organa. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a type of Western with the Mandalorians. People are talking about hey, like, hey, let's have a type of horror film with uh, in the Star Wars universe because they've kind of explored that in the books. Mm-hmm. We can have, I, I guess we can have an, an espionage story with the, uh, the proposed uh, like K-29 and like Kaz has whatever from rogue one mm-hmm. that was supposed to be like an espionage story you could also do a, like almost like a bond type film with um oh, absolutely that one planet they were on with the casino oh yeah yeah i forget the name of the casino. the name of the planets forget it's escaped me but i know what you're talking about they definitely could definitely do something like that yeah um so yeah but yeah that's gonna be it <laughs> that's the end of our star wars specials yay yeah we've We've made it to the end without killing ourselves. <laughs> Except I feel like doing it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Um, we want to thank you guys for coming with us on this journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, our intro and outro music, not for this episode, but for our regular intro and outro music, is done by Lee Lou Allen. Um, you can check out his band at the theelectricwest.com. Uh, drop us a line on the real appeal at gmail or facebook twitter instagram whatever you like mm-hmm. um give us a five-star review which we like uh i don't know if we're gonna do one next week it's getting closer to the end of the year um if we do do a new another episode next week it will probably be on 1917 
uh, if we can get out to the theaters to go see it. If mm-hmm. not, you guys will not be hearing from us until 2020, at the beginning of the month. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Yep. Uh, like, okay. like I said, give us a follow, and we'll give you guys an update whenever we have a more of a concrete idea of what we're going to be reviewing up next. Yes. Uh, anything else? Anything you want to add? Um, no. You know, the only thing I want to add is that I I like Star Wars mm. a lot. I definitely don't follow it as much as you. Um, and I I didn't grow up with it. Mm. So. Uh, for anyone wondering why I didn't really pipe in when Mark was almost monologuing, <laughs> it's because he has a lot to say, mm-hmm. and I can't. I can only dissect it like I would any other film. Yeah, I couldn't put my heart and soul into it because I don't. I don't just don't have that in me. Yeah, you don't view Star Wars like that. Yeah, so no. yeah, he yeah. wasn't stealing the light or anything from me. I just, <laughs> no, no. I just no. didn't have anything to contribute, and no. he really had to say all of those things. Yeah, this is an outlet, an outlet, <laughs> an outlet for both of us. It's an elote. Yeah, an outlet. Oh, I can go for elote right now. <laughs> it's an outlet for uh, God. Say it again. It's an outlet for both of us to talk about, you know, what we like about film and our feelings and all that kind of stuff. Other than that, um, I think that's about it. I don't know if I have any Star Wars quotes to say. That I'm gonna mess up anyway. Um, no, I mean the only thing well, is we didn't have a bad feeling about this one. Oh yeah, we didn't have a bad feeling about this one, but, but now I feel, we do. Yeah, but now we do. <laughs> uh, but no, what I will say is, um, you know, keep Star Wars alive, and uh, I don't know, may the force be with you. <laughs>